My name is Jan Welch, and welcome to episode 15 of the Then and Now Blading podcast featuring Cy Coburn. Cy Coburn comes out of the UK, and he's a long-time aggressive skater who's transitioned into big wheel blading, but the type of big wheel blading he does is a fusion between aggressive and big wheel. So he does grinds, lots of airs, roll-ins, a lot of cool skating, and I really enjoy watching his style and what he does. And I'm really excited to announce that between the now blading and big wheel blading, we're collaborating to release this podcast episode as well as a full new edit from Sai that will be on the big wheel blading YouTube channel. So we'll have links to that in the description below. Make sure to check it out after you watch this interview, or you can check it out before you watch this interview, but watch them both because they're both really cool and really interesting. I hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, make sure to hit the like button. Subscribe to this channel if you haven't already, and hit the bell icon to be notified of all new uploads. Follow me on social media. I have links to my Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram in the description below, as well as links to my Patreon page and a PayPal donation page if you want to support this channel and the things I'm doing. Let's get started with episode 15 of the Then and Now Blading podcast. Hello, Cy. Welcome to the show. You've been skating for a really long time. You started out aggressive skating and then transitioned to big wheel blading later on in your career and recently you've been filming a new profile edit on big wheel blades and we're going to be featuring it on the big wheel blading youtube channel so it's going to be a collaboration yeah. between you big wheel blading that and now yeah. blading podcast and some of your other sponsors yeah. so i want yeah. to get into your aggressive skating a little bit and a little bit about yourself so first of all how old are you now and where do you live uh, so I'm 38 years old. Um, I was literally a month ago turned 38. Um, I live in Gloucester, which is in the southwest of England, um, just below the Midlands. So sort of kind of between Bristol and Birmingham, for people who know in the UK. So yeah, sort of tucked away in the countryside a little bit. And is that where you grew up and started skating? Yeah. So yeah, I've always always lived in Gloucester. I did move over to the, the next town, which is Cheltenham, uh, a few years back. But it's a bit cheaper to live in Gloucester. So yeah, moved over back to Gloucester um, and yeah, grew up skating in Gloucester. And there's not too much around here to skate these days, but it's all just like my friends and family are here. So it's sort of like a little hub, just somewhere to to rest up really. So, and how far are you from Bristol? Uh, it's about it's about 25 miles. So it takes about 30, 40 minutes on the motorway if the, um, if the traffic's good. So it's not too bad at all. It's quite is, close. Is Bristol where you do most of your skating and filming at these days? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it kind of always has been really. That's back in the day, it was always kind of like the skates were sort of spread around Bristol. There was a few core cool ones that were living in Bristol at the time, but it was sort of the place where everyone would sort of just come together. It would just be sort of like the main sort of like meetup point for everyone. Um, it's kind of always been like that, really. So and how's the skate scene in the, that area now? Is there still a lot of skaters or is it coming yeah, back? Yeah, so it, I would say it dipped out for a little bit, probably like it did in most places around the world. Um, but more recently, there seems to be a lot of like the older sort of aggressive skaters back in, getting back into it. Um, and there's a lot of like other sort of recreational slash like big wheelers um, since the pandemic. So it's good to see these people actually kind of like carrying it on which is cool so yeah there's there's a scene there i think it's got potential to grow um so yeah i think maybe this year we're going to try and push it a few of us and just try and get more people on it and get more like group skates on the go and stuff so so yeah it's good have you made any new friends or met new skaters since the pandemic 
Oh, yeah, big time. Like, there's been a lot of old school heads which have not seen for ages, so it's been good to see them and, like, reconnect with them. But then, yeah, there's been so many more people coming through, which is amazing to see. Um, and even in my hometown, there's, like, yeah, it's probably about another five people that started skating, like, just in Gloucester. So it's not a big amount, but it's better than it has been for, like, a long, long time. So Yeah, that's really cool. How, how big is your town? Uh, it's not that big. I don't know the population. Um I don't really know what to compare it to. It's it is classed as a city because it's got a cathedral, okay. um, but it's not it's not the biggest place in the world. You could probably skate across town in like ten minutes. So it's big enough to have five more skaters, though. So that's pretty. Yeah, good. no, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not. I think there are more sort of spread about, but they're sort of like the extra five that I know about. So I'm sure nice. there's probably more people doing it. So yeah, it's good. So how old were you when you got into skating, and how did you get into skating to begin with? uh oh man I would have been I think I was like 12 or 13 at the time so like most kids at that age in especially in the UK you're just you're heavily into football and that's all I wanted to do was just play football um I remember it was my friend Pete I think we we went to different schools and I remember once he was like oh we should try this thing like rollerblading like everyone's doing it blah blah he's like oh we'll just get some like cheap skates and just you know We'll take the middle wheels out and all this stuff. I was like, uh, I'm not really sure. Like, I kind of just want to play football. And I think he persuaded me one day. And I, was, I tried them on. And I think they were, I want to say like Senecas, something. If that rings a bell. They were like just these real crap sort of plastic sort of skates. Yeah, Put I'm not familiar on. with them. Yeah. Um, I think we took the middle wheels out. And yeah, we just went for like a little cruise. And just straight away, it was just like, whoa, this is like, this is amazing. And then I think he lent a video off a friend. And I think it was, I think it was Mad Beef. Mm. Um, and classic. That, like, yeah, that just blew our minds. We were just like, what the hell are they doing? Like jumping on rails and like, even just like the music that came with it, everything. It was just like, at that age, you just, you absorb everything, don't you? So you're just like, whoa, this is like a whole new thing. So yeah, he kind of got us into it. So I kind of need to thank Pete for that. So just Pete. <laughs> Were you still into football after that or did you just completely go into skating? I completely just sacked it off, yeah. I mean, we may have done it for like a few weeks after every now and then, but I think we were just like, we were just hooked. And because there was like a, a good group of us doing it, it was like it had that, that social side to it. Um, and that's when like all the videos are coming out and new skates and everything. So it was just like, it was just going off. So, What was your yeah. first pair of proper skates you got? I think they were Rosess Roams okay i think they were black with like a blue cuff um and yeah they were like a proper well they would have been big wheels back then actually they probably would have been 80 mil thinking about it so yeah, they right. my, yeah um and then after that i think my first real sort of aggressive skate was m12 the majestics i think when they came out so i remember waiting for those skates i ordered them from rural warehouse and i waited like four yeah. months for him to show up every day. UPS yeah. would drive down the street. I'm like, is yeah. it here yet? Nope. <laughs> Just waiting and waiting. I love those skates. So yeah, now it was cool because then you had um, you get like you get like sent like a magazine with all the skates and the stuff. So you'd have the pictures and you could just yeah, you'd just be waiting. I remember being at school just like flicking through all the like catalogs and stuff and just being like, ah, that's, that's the skates I want. Just waiting for them. So it was cool. Does anyone from your original scene or is your original crew still skate? Um, 
Oh, that's a good question. My good friend Baggy, Scott Bagnalls, he, he used to skate for Solomon back in the day. He kind of, he's in and out of it. So he still would class himself as a skater, but he's not quite doing it quite as much. I'd probably say from the original OG crew, I think I'm probably the only one still doing it. If I think about it. A few of them sort of jump in now and then just for like old time sake, but yeah, I think I'm the only one who's sort of doing it all the time, if you know what I mean. And back in that day, I mean, inland skating around the UK was pretty big. There was a lot of different scenes, a lot of different groups. Did yeah. you do a lot of traveling back then to different cities and skated with different people? Yeah, we were traveling because none of us were really driving at the time. So we were getting a train over to Wales, which is sort of like from here, the border from England to Wales is sorry, it's only about half an hour away. Um, so we were going into a place called Newport. They had a big indoor skate park there. And we were getting a train down to Bristol. Um, and then when everyone started to drive, that's when it sort of, we sort of expanded out everywhere pretty much. So, but yeah, mainly Bristol and Wales in Newport. So. What was the UK scene like in those days compared to how it is today? Ooh, it's crazy different. Um, I mean, you would go to a skate park and there would be like hundreds of kids on skates. Do you know what I mean? They'd, they'd literally be everywhere. Um, everyone and anyone was doing it. So there would, yeah, I just remember there being so many different different groups around everywhere. So everyone had their own sort of like little crew going on and every now and then it would all sort of come together if there was like a big jam and stuff. So it would just be like, it'd be hundreds of skaters. Um, so yeah, compared to now, it's, it's a massive difference, but I think it's just changed a lot since then anyway, because obviously we've got older. Um, yeah, there's just probably not as many kids doing it these days which is a shame um because that's kind of where we need it to be really having it'd be nice to see what we had for kids these days if you know what i mean but i feel that's mainly where scootering's at with that right yeah. i've seen you know certain places in the world are starting to have a resurgence of you know really yeah. young kids but yeah hopefully that happens in europe again too yeah um, no, yeah nice who were some of your influences growing up mm. So local heroes, there would be Rich Taylor because um, he was from a place called Barry Island. So he was in Wales. So he was always going to Newport um, to yeah, rest in peace, Rich. Uh, and then oh, there was a few Bristol heads like Al Jones, uh, Alex Roberts, those sort of guys. And then well, like the sort of international scene, it would have been like Josh Petty, uh, Dustin Latimer, um, Brian Jaggers, Dom Sagona, just all the like the old school heads, you know, the real popular guys at the time. Um, so yeah, they were sort of like my main sort of influences. I think anyone who liked to skate kind of fast, just had that sort of style. That's what I was, I was really into, so. Richard Taylor definitely skated fast. Oh, I met him at, at the 1999 British Nationals. Yeah. Um, I judged that with Chris Peel. We were like the judges on, or two judges. Yeah. So I met yeah. a lot of the skaters in the UK on that yeah. trip. And that was pretty cool. And it was yeah. a PlayStation skate park in London. They, oh, no way. Yeah. So, God, man. Yeah. When was that? 99? Yeah. 99. Yeah. 99. Yeah. Crazy. I might have actually been there that day. It's possible. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah, Rich is amazing. Like his, his whole vibe and just positivity was just infectious. So. 
he was crazy. I think the first time I met you was when you guys came to San Diego. Yeah. With yeah, yeah, yeah. you came with like the most ridiculously large group of kids <laughs> from England. How many yeah, of there were probably. you? Uh I think there was eight of us in total. But then we had like add-ons with like, yeah, you know, yeah, actually no, there was eight of us that originally went out. But then I think there was another group out there at the same time. So there was a few times where we sort of crossed paths. So yeah, just be there's just be absolutely loads of us. But yeah, those trips were they were good fun. I just remember getting hit up by somebody being like, Hey, we're gonna come. Can we stay at your house? And I'm like, sure. And then it was like, I realized there was like 14 people or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Did you guys come <laughs> to my house? I don't think so. No. I remember seeing you in I think it was San is it San Diego? Mm -hmm. San Diego. That double yeah, set. for the, um, the Fraser Watson true top yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. Disaster. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty, yeah. that was a yeah. pretty crazy trick. I got some good clips of him on that when he was there for that trip. We filmed a little yeah. bit in Orange County. Yeah. And then he kind of disappeared and then started skateboarding, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I think he's still, I think he's still skateboarding now. So, Fro was always sort of those, that kind of guy that when he was into something, he's like, 110% committed to it do you know what I mean um but yeah he was he was absolutely amazing at skating like on another level so he was mental other than seeing Frazier do that crazy disaster true top horn at San Diego what did you have some other good memories from that trip <sighs> too many um I actually do think about those trips quite a lot especially the first one which would have been I think it would have been that year so that was sort of our first experience going abroad like with friends um and it was almost like it was almost like a tourist trip because every spot you went to it was sort of like oh my god like this guy's done that on that and this is in that video and stuff so everything was like you already kind of knew it a little bit if you know what I mean um but tricks wise man, there was loads of stuff that went down uh it's kind of hard to remember so yeah there was Frasier's Disaster Treetop Porn There was lots, but I just can't think off the top of my head right now. There was so much that went on, but we, because like we met up with Ski that, that year yeah, as well. That's right. And I think we met up with him two weeks after he'd done the 12 flat 12. Mm -hmm. He'd only just done that. Um, and then, yeah, he was just taking us around like everywhere, like all the spots. And he was doing some crazy stuff as well, just like, just insane, like massive, massive gaps and big drop rails and, and everything. Who was all there with you? Uh, I think it was me, Mark Treble, Frazier. There's a guy called Tom Martin, if you remember him. Um, there's another guy called NT. Baggy, so yeah, Scott Bagnall. Oh no, was he there? I can't remember who else. Because there was a few years we went. I think we went like three years in a row and they all sort of merge into one now. But yeah, that first year was definitely me, Treble, Frazier, Al Jones. Uh, yeah, I can't I think. There was just a few more sort of like local heads that we all sort of like used to hang around with. But yeah. And that explains Mark being there all those years with all the BHC skaters down in Southern yeah. California. Yeah, he made all the connections out there for sure. So he's been out there quite a lot. So, yeah. 
yeah, you when, start, when you started getting you know good at skating and recognized for your talent what kind of goals did you set for yourself like what did you want to achieve within the sport i don't know i, I guess to begin with it's sort of kids every kid's dream to like have a sort of pro something whether it's a skate or a wheel or something so i guess there was that but i think initially when i first started out you're like i want to get a sponsor or something like that and i i think that was my first initial thing and then from that it would have been like yeah to sort of have my name on something um and just to i don't know just to like yeah i guess like have the recognition and just sort of kind of make a name for yourself and just I guess it's just sort of like gaining respect off people, isn't it, almost? Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what else. Sort of just gone with the flow. Just sort of just always enjoyed it. So I've not really thought too much about where I want to be uh, with it. So yeah, I guess over the two ones, it was sort of, yeah, getting sponsored and maybe one day having like my name on something. That was always sort of like the main goals and just having fun. That was that was a biggie and just getting clips and just traveling all that sort of stuff and you met all those goals you got sponsored who's your first sponsor uh my first ever sponsor was a little tiny skate shop called hijinks which is in gloucester but then my first sort of proper sponsor was a shop called uk skate at the mm -hmm. time and they were like they were probably the biggest skate shop in the uk at the time um and steve who ran it he was he was just sending us all like everywhere so that was probably like the first major one and then my first real sort of like boot sponsor would have been Rems. So I kind of had like a few little flow deals with a few other companies before that, just sort of like just free free stuff here and there. But um, yeah, Rems was sort of like the first major kind of like boot company, I suppose. And you skated for them for quite a while, right? Yeah, it would have been like six or seven years, maybe something like that. So really good, man. Like Kato is a legend. He's Real good guy, like really funny. He did some like great tours and stuff. Um, like he got some of the the pro team over to the UK. Did like a few tours there. Um, so it was always good times with them. Lot. So like Nick Wood, he's like absolutely mental. Absolutely. Yeah, Nick Wood is crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it was a good time with them for sure. So I really like the skates. Um, and then you actually got a pro wheel from Laid. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So that would have been four four years ago something like that so, so yeah that was a bit of a like a bit of a dream come true really um i remember when neil the guy who's running it sort of offered it to me i was like yeah like a hundred percent that'd be that would be the one so it's just nice just to have something there do you know what i mean mm -hmm. so, yeah that's really cool and yeah. is that brand still around no nah, they died off um i can't remember what happened i think they had maybe like a few sort of like financial difficulties with it um i think whoever distributed their wheels i think they kind of messed them over a little bit um i can't remember the ins and out but yeah they sort of got messed around a lot with it um which kind of put them out of business a little bit so so yeah so they weren't around for that long laid maybe like a couple of years something like that yeah i was i remember seeing him for a little while and then not hearing about him anymore so it's cool yeah. you got a, you managed to get a wheel out of the hole. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Right. So yeah, just in Which time. Awesome. Like, yeah. And who are you sponsored by now? Okay, so I'm on some with Rollerblade. 
um, sort of like for the UK side of that. Uh, so Slick Skates, which is a shop in London. So big up Slicks. Um, they're doing really good things for the scene down there because the scene is it's unreal in London at the minute. Um, the Blade Clothing, which is my friend Sean's clothing company. Uh, he's from Wales, uh, close to Cardiff. Uh, Birdie Audio, which is a it's like a speaker system, which is it's a guy in Gloucester who's doing it, but I know, um, and he's just trying to push it in like, like sort of different avenues, um, and then. Weirdly enough, can you remember the Extreme Channel? Mm-hmm. So they, I'm an ambassador for them as well, which is oh, really wow. weird. So yeah, that was kind of like that happened the last sort of year or so. So that was really weird how that came about. But yeah, I'm with them as well. So I think that's it. Yeah. Are you? Uh, what about Endless? Are you writing for them? Nah. So. Uh, I talked to Brad quite a lot, so we've got like a good good relationship going. Um, I originally just tested out the pink frames. I think they were 90 mil. Um, so I'm kind of like, I don't know what the word is, sort of just sort of dedicating myself to him, if you know what I mean, with the frames. Like I love the frames anyway, so I'm just like, I don't really need to skate much else. If I get a new uh, set of skates off Rollerblade, I'll, I'll skate those skates as they come. And so like they're kind of worn out a little bit um, and then I'll switch the, the frames over to endless. But yeah, it's not really, it's not a sponsorship. It's more just like a, just like a friendship, I guess. Just sort of, you know, try some frames out, see how you get on with him. Um, and yeah, just sort of try and push it for him and cool. get some free stuff off him now and then. So yeah, it's yeah, cool. Yeah, those frames look nice. I haven't skated them, but. Have you not? Yeah. They're, no, like, but they look they're awesome. Yeah, they're great frames. Um, I'm not just saying that. Yeah, they are actually really solid really quick they make a really cool noise as well it's really weird so they kind of sound like uh fighter jets <laughs> it's really right. odd but yeah that's funny yeah you, you get quick enough yeah and you get the wind going through it so, yeah it's cool and then how did you get added to the rollerblade uk team um so that i remember being at work bored as hell and then i just randomly had a voicemail message off danny aldridge um I was like okay like a bit weird like haven't spoken to him in like years and then he was just saying that my name had cropped up a few times uh with rollerblade um he wanted to try and hook me up I think that was kind of his job at the time was to sort of try and hook someone up in the UK he said he liked what I was doing blah blah um but he said these things can take like a while to just sort of bear with him like he couldn't promise anything so I was like okay that's cool like I'm down if it's if it happens like I'm 100% down didn't hear anything probably for like a good few weeks maybe like a couple months sort of chased them up on it just being like yo Danny like what's up um have you heard anything else and he was I think he said it was still sort of in the pipeline because they have to have all their like their team meetings and all that sort of stuff um and he was like yeah like it, it should still be all good but just sort of bear with me and then I think a month or so after that, I think I've been to Winter Clash. I think he was there as well. And I'm pretty sure because everyone was at Winter Clash, they had one of their team meetings out there. And it was on the way home from Winter Clash, he messaged me just saying like, yeah, like it's done. It's a done deal. They're going to send you some stuff. Um, so I was absolutely buzzing from that. I was like, oh my God, this is like amazing. Like rollerblade, like what's going on? 
um and then got got a package through um and then i sort of said to danny i was like what's what's the deal and then like what are we calling this and he was like oh just say like rollerblade uk ambassador so I was like sweet and I was like what do you need me to do he's like just literally just have fun so I was like sound <laughs> so just went from there so so yeah big up to Danny like he's an absolute legend he's you know he's on it he knows what he's doing um Danny is amazing like, oh he's yeah absolutely incredible absolutely incredible um but yeah he's yeah really nice guy so yeah big up to Danny he's doing good and you're you're a perfect skater for this sponsorship because you produce a lot of content on social media so yeah you know, so yeah. it's a win for both of you yeah so it's kind of weird because before before it all sort of kicked off with rollerblade i was i was putting out some stuff but not like too much so to me it was it was a bit of a surprise but i was actually skating the new jacks at the time so i was just doing aggressive skating so yeah i was a little bit taken back just being like why me like there's so many other better people so i was a bit like why me um and then yeah but yeah now it's all sort of changed a bit and i'm just like just pumping out the content as much as i can so i wanted to talk about winter clash for a second um yeah i love winter clash it's a great contest yeah there's a lot of people who haven't been to winter clash why should people go to winter clash what's the experience like and what makes it so memorable um man i would say the best way to describe it would be it's like a football match right if if people have if they've ever been to the UK or they've not been to the UK, um, just like, just, I don't know, just YouTube like football matches and just the atmosphere there where everyone's sort of just getting drunk and just enjoying it and not even getting drunk, but just like everyone's having a good time. Um, if you want to spectate, you can fully just spectate and just watch what's going on because there's some insane tricks going on like all the time. Um, and if you want to get involved in skating and do that, um, just yeah everyone's really friendly it's just yeah it's just like a, a wild atmosphere pretty much so yeah like like a football match that's how I would sort of describe it especially in the UK just everyone just shouting and getting involved and it's almost like the crowd play more of a part than the skaters almost if you know what I mean so it's just everyone's vibing off each other when there's a good trick going on the crowd just go mental and then the crowd goes mental which makes someone do something crazy and it's just yeah just it's cool man and obviously there's so many people from around the world there in one place so yeah i yeah. think every single aggressive skater should experience winter clash at least yeah. once if they can yeah yeah because it definitely. is uh well yeah. worth it yeah there's a few people that i've gone out with before who've taken their partners who don't skate who don't really know much about skating at all and even they've come away just being like whoa that was like that was insane that was like really cool so it's even better now that they have sort of like the trade show side of it as well going on so there's a bit more to do in the daytime if you know what i mean instead of just waiting for like the skating to actually sort of like kick off there's there's a lot more going on like what the jump street guys did with the with the podcast and stuff last time i thought it was really cool so yeah i like all the showcases and stuff they've been doing too yeah yeah this gives it a bit more now with sections what was the first section you ever had in a video uh, it would have been Mark Treble's video. So it would have been BHC1. I think it was just called Black Eye Collaboration at the time. Um, and I shared it with Scott Bagnall. Um, and that would have been, a lot of that footage would have been 
from the first year we went to America, which would have been like 2003, something like that. So yeah, around that time. But that was definitely the first sort of proper video sort of edit. And what section of yours that you've done is your favorite? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, there was one I did for REMS. God knows what year it was. It's, everything just blurs into one now. Um, it was my friend Guy Millership did it and we spent probably a good year and a half on it. We went to Barcelona a few times. Um, really thought about the trick. So probably that one. I think it's on Vimeo somewhere. I don't think it's so much on YouTube. And actually, I did an edit up at Rush Skate Park. So that sort of that was my local skate park. It had to close down, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, that was my local park. Um, and that was really fun filming those edits because Jerry, the owner, would just give us a park when it was empty. So we could just use it whenever. And he was just literally just like pretty much gave us the keys and was just like, just do what you need to do and don't hurt yourself. <laughs> and Rush yeah. Skate Park is where you'd been doing your skate instruction, right? Yeah, so I've been... I was doing it up at Rush for like five years. So they were running for five years, but then they had to close down in August, unfortunately, uh, due to the council, which really sucks. So when Rush moved into the skate park, they were told by the council that they'd probably have like uh, at least a good 10 years there before they'd have to move. So Rush were like, okay, like that's cool. Um, moved in, obviously built the skate park and then five years down the line the council cut that in half and they were like actually we need you out now so they were like well thanks for the heads up sort of thing so they kept trying to fight to have it in there longer which they did for like a year maybe um and it just got to the point where the council were just like we can't have you in here anymore so it's closed down and i think it's i think the building's still there so i think that's what they were annoyed about that they kicked them out but they haven't developed any of it. So I think they're knocking it down to build a canal. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. And one of the councillors that actually wanted to build that said, I can't wait for it to be knocked down so I can ride my boat down the canal. It's just like, <laughs> just got no idea. So it's just selfish, really. So, and for those yeah. of you not from the UK, the council is like a local government, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty so. much. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, it's a shame because it was such a like a community based skate park like it was a family run skate park um it was just it was just always nice and welcoming when you went there um you know you'd have all the like mum and dad sat in the cafe just getting on and the kids in the skate park and yeah it was just a nice a nice place to be um so yeah, it's a shame but i think they're trying to work stuff out now to try and get a new one built somewhere so but it could take a little while so are you still continuing with your instruction or did you stop doing that when the skate park closed? Um, I stopped a little bit. I was doing, I've been doing lessons sort of out, out of the skate park, just in the streets. Um, I have been trying to get it set up a bit more legit. So getting like insurance cover um, and actually trying to make it into kind of like a little mini business sort of thing, just something to do on the side. So yeah, I, I do it now and then, but it's not, quite as involved as it was with the skate park just obviously everyone knew that the skate park was there and it was like they could link me to the skate park so um so yeah not quite as much it was with the skate park it was pretty much every weekend whereas now it's 
probably once a month at the minute, but that's mainly because of the weather. But in the summer, it, it builds up quite a lot. So it's probably like once a week again in the summer. Well, hopefully everything gets better by the summer too, you know, with hmm. all this craziness that's been happening the past couple well, of years. Well, yeah, there was that as well, yeah. <laughs> so that kind of had a knock-on effect on like on everything and everyone. So, um, but at the same time for skating, it's been one of the best things to happen to it. So, which is mm, weird. For sure. Yeah. So we talked about your goals, your skating goals when you were young, you know, getting sponsored, getting a, a pro something. What's your goals yeah. now? Have they changed? So this kind of changed when the pandemic first hit and we were in the first lockdown. And I remember thinking to myself, because I had a lot more free time. Um, I was still having to work, but I could work from home. And I was like, I'm just going to go skating like every day because the weather was really good. I was like, I'm just going to make a video every day skating and just try and get people out either to buy skates or just on their skates. And that's sort of where it all switched. And I was like, you know what, this like, I felt so passionate about trying to get people into skating or just get them inspired to go out and skate But that. I think that's sort of my main goal now is just like, just to try and inspire people to, whether it's that day, just to be like, you know what, I'm gonna go out for a skate or they might see something and be like, oh, I kind of want to pick up a pair of skates now. So I think that's my main kind of goal. And I think some of that's come from uh, doing the lessons as well. So just seeing people progress and how much enjoyment it actually like brings to their life. So yeah, that's really cool. That's very yeah, admirable of you. It's a good goal. Yeah. yeah. So and it's like it's something you can continuously do as well. Do you know what I mean? So it's cool. And that's one reason why I put out so much content with Instagram and stuff. It's just just keep it ticking over. And even if it inspires one person out of like, I don't know, a thousand just to buy a pair of skates or at least try it and then for me that's like a win-win so yeah that's great that's awesome i want to ask you a few more questions about aggressive skating before we move on to big wheel blading okay. um i want to ask you you're friends with sam cooper he's done a lot of your photos for yeah. big wheel blading articles we've done for one magazine yeah. for bmag how did yeah. you meet sam how long have you been friends and what was the first photo he shot of you that was published Oh, man. So, I've known him a good few years. I can't really pinpoint the very first time I met him. I think I probably met him sort of around at like competitions and, and sort of stuff like that over the years. But yeah, I can't really remember the first ever time we really met. Um, but yeah, I've probably known him properly for like three years now, three, four years. Um, and yeah, we just, oh, my dog. Uh, so yeah, we go out quite a lot getting pictures just because he lives in Bristol now. Okay, so that's convenient. Oh, my dog's playing up. Um, the first ever picture I think would have been we did, used to skate for a, a shop called Slap Tap. Um, and I think we did like a tour with them, which Sam was on, and it probably would have been a picture there doing something. I think it was an Alley Fish on like a like this skate park ledge maybe so something like that so but now we've, we've taken so many pictures now it's just like yeah it's hard to to pinpoint when and where did you have any photos in print magazines back in the day yeah so we had can you remember unity magazine yeah i remember unity remember that? yeah um so yeah i had 
I think I had two front cover shots with them. Uh, a profile and like loads of other like sort of numerous other shots with him. Because um, our friend Chris Hallam, he was sort of like the principal photographer. And he lived the next town across from where from where I lived. So we were skating together all the time. So he was getting a lot of like pictures of, of me, Mark, uh, Al Jones, like Frasier, all that sort of crew. Because uh, we, we all used to skate together like a hell of a lot. Um, so yeah, for him, it was just like an easy way to to get pictures. So yeah. Perfect. Yeah, we Quite a, yeah, quite a, a few back in the day. So, which is cool to look back on now. So, I mean, yeah. some of the uh, the dress choices are a bit, <laughs> a bit funny what we used to wear, but yeah, it's good to look back on. I remember, you know, Ollie Short and Chris Doherty coming to, you know, San yeah. Diego, and they were dressed in six XL shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that how you used to dress too? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I think we all went through that stage at some point. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> what was your, what's what is your favorite era in rollerblading? Cool. Um, man. I, I think like the sort of Coupe de Tat days, they were really good with that whole sort of crew with like uh, Petty, Latimer, um, Julio, like Louis Zamora, um, all that sort of crew was just like that was really good because that's when I don't know skating was super cool back then and it was all it was still brand new if you know what I mean it was just brand new stuff coming out all the time but then I really liked the era like the sort of happy era Brosco um farmer I, I don't know what years these are yeah when like leading the blind came out and stuff like that it was for me, like watching that video and probably for a lot of other people is a bit of a game changer. Um, and that sort of kick started like another kind of era of skating, I felt. So, yeah. And Feinberg as well. Anything, whenever Feinberg was involved with anything, that was that was always good. It was always good to watch. Yeah. I think like, yeah, Brain Fear Gone, Words, Leading the Blind, those three videos sort of, um, Keep the Tap sort of shaped everything for me. It was just like, they were the sort of four kind of eras for me. In your opinion, what were some of the greatest rollerblading moments in UK history? Ooh. Man. I'm going to say Frazier's disaster true top form, even though it was on American soil. <laughs> it's still, I think that was up there. That was, everyone knew about that trick. Do you know what I mean? Um, I feel when anyone gets a pro skate i always feel that's a good milestone for the uk it's sort of just like a you know like uk stand-up sort of thing this is a sort of leaving their mark on the industry a little bit um like people like nick uh sam uh yeah just anything like that where a uk head gets gets some good recognition um and the other moment i'd probably say rich taylor man just he was a, a moment in himself, just, he killed it. Like, cause he, like I said before, he was sort of like the local sort of hero to us, but even around the UK, he was, he was really well known, but like, he was just killing it in the UK. And just, yeah, he was like, for me, he was like a moment in rollerblading in the UK. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah, that's uh, definitely a good history 
you guys yeah. have there with skating? I mean, so like, many good skaters. Been, yeah, there's been some like amazing tricks gone down, but I feel that would be hard to to pinpoint down to free free sort of moments. So yeah, there's people have done some crazy stuff like, over in the UK for sure. So there's a lot of good skaters. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of good videos out there too. Yeah. Um, I saw a photo of you. You were rocking the new blank skates. The, oh yeah. Um, have you? I know you were mainly big wheel blading. Yeah. Have you been doing some aggressive skating now that you had those blank skates? No. So I've actually got them here. So I've actually stuck on some eighty mils. <laughs> nice. So which is cool. Um, I am gonna try it with the sixty mil wheels. Um, but for now, I'm just like. I just enjoy the speed of 80. Well, and 80 and above. Anything below that, I, I kind of struggle. When I have sort of tried to go back into aggressive skating, it's just, yeah, I just, I miss the speed and like the agility and the maneuverability of, of big wheels, I think. So I feel for me now, that's that's my thing. When so, and why did you transition from aggressive to big wheel blading? Um... So this would have been, I think about three, three, four years ago. And I was filming, it was for Laid actually, for that wheel. I was trying to film like a promo edit for the, for the signature wheel. We got a load of tricks filmed and then I was down south in Cornwall. And there was, it was on the seafront. There was this big wall that went across and you had like a, a massive drop on the one side, you had the beach. And there's this big gap in between. So you had to jump down from the top ledge down to the landing. So it must have been like, probably only would have been like 10 foot high or something like that. But I wanted to just test the height of it first. Because it was one of those gaps where you couldn't really gauge how high it was. So I was like, I'll just straight gap it first, which is never a good idea. Like straight gap in anything. Um, and as I landed, my knee just like went out from underneath me just completely blew out and I was you know straight away with an injury like I've definitely done something so I sort of stood up and I was like like my knee is completely completely shot um so that put me out of skating for like a good few weeks good few months and then in that period of sort of uh not really skating much rollerblades sent me some of the RB80s um I know my dog's been he keeps barking at me. Quiet, mate. Wait, quiet. Um, two secs, two secs. Sorry about that. <laughs> no problem. Um, so yeah, Rollerblade sent me some of the RB80s just to try out. Um, and straight away, I was just like, whoa, what are these? Like, these are amazing. So I tried power blade frames before, but like similar with these, it's you've still got a bit of a gap in between the wheels. Whereas more so with the free skates, like the wheels are so much more closer together. It's almost like you're like rocket on the middle wheels. So you could move a lot quicker. Um, just skating along was just like amazing. I was like, whoa, this is like, where have these been my whole life? Um, my knees started to get better. And then I think I just took them up to the skate park one day. And I was just like, let's just try them out in the skate park. I'd seen the sort of stuff Danny was doing as well. So I guess that sort of inspired me a bit more to be like, okay, you can actually kind of do tricks on on like these sort of skates. And uh, yeah, just from there, I was just like, this is amazing. And then I was kind of using them as sort of like a rehab tool 
just to like build my knee up strong. Um, I just found myself going out skating more and more. And then when I could start doing tricks, I was like, okay, I actually have to think about this way differently now than what I used to. Whereas before we, we would just look for like a decent rail, a decent ledge, like a decent gap. Whereas now I was like, I have to completely change my way of thinking. And it was almost like brand new to me. I was just like, this is sort of like rejuvenated me a bit more to go out and find stuff now. Do you know what yeah, I mean? That's really cool. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's just snowball from there pretty much. I've just been, never really looked back on it. I still, I love aggressive skating. I, if I go to like the skate park just around the corner from me, I, I will still put them on from time to time. But majority of the time I just enjoy just cruising around and just going really quick and jumping stuff. And yeah, it's just a great way to get around as well. It's a lot easier. Is there anything you miss about aggressive skating? Um, I don't miss the injuries. Uh, I think I think the grinds I do miss the grinds it is fun just sort of sessioning like a box rail Um, I think the one thing I lack where we live is the spots there's not much good stuff to grind around here Um, I think maybe if there was more stuff to do like that I'd probably do it a little bit more Um, but I think my days of skating handrails are sort of I'm through with it so they scare me they hurt well you say that now but when people watch this edit you just made you're actually grinding some rails and yeah they're only short though <laughs> yeah which is um, from your older edits i don't really remember you doing as many grinds as you're doing in this edit is that something you're starting to do more um i think it's just experimenting with it just seeing what is possible on the wheels um because like i said it sort of you just have to completely open your mind to everything to what a trick is and what you can do on a spot now so yeah i think with that edit it's just sort of just been like okay how far can i actually possibly grind on these especially in like a front side on a rail um so yeah it's yeah i don't know it's, it's a good mixture I'm, I'm enjoying it i'm enjoying it that's for sure i'm actually having so much fun going skating these days like than ever before so it's amazing the first grind you did in that new edit is a front side and it's on a kind of a, like a low, long curved rail yeah. and you're just grinding your wheels. Uh, yeah. What wheels were you using? Like, were you getting any wheel bite? Did you eat any shit? What, no, what, so, what was the process with that front side? So with that stuff, right, is, there's a bit of a formula to it. So the wheels I had on, I was testing them. I think, they, were, yeah, they were a prototype for someone. So they were quite hard anyway. They were a very hard profile. Um, And then usually it depends on the type of rail. This is personally for me, it depends on the type of rail. You've got to absolutely cover it in wax. And usually if it's like a nice hot day, the wax will like kind of slowly melt into it, but there's still be like a, a thin layer of wax on top. And that's when usually you can get the wheels to sort of lose friction a little bit. And, uh, and you can grind but there is that real scary point of like the second you get any sort of bite there's no slowing down it's from Mac 10 to instant like zero do you know what I mean you're going from really quick to boom you're on the floor so it's it is a thin line it's a scary line to play at times but I don't know just gotta go for it did you have any uh, bad falls filming this section 
nah, not too bad actually. It was all right. It was annoying because I didn't start filming until like, I think it would have been September sort of time. So we were kind of slowly coming to the end of our good weather in the UK. So I kind of wish I'd started it at the beginning of the year. Um, so yeah, luckily I didn't get, I didn't get too, too many injuries off it. So that's, that's the thing with it now. I've, I find with a difference when I used to film aggressive skating edits, I probably used to push myself a lot more. And I felt that there was a bit of pressure to try and do good stuff. Whereas now, like with this edit I've just done, I'm just sort of like, I've just thrown everything out of out my head and I'm just like, I'm just going to do what I enjoy doing, what I find fun. I don't care if it's hard or not. Like I've had fun doing it and I'm just like, just enjoy it. And that's that's kind of what this edit is. It's, it's not like I've gone all out for it. It's just sort of like, this this could like this could be cool. Let's film that. Let's let's get it done, even if it's not particularly hard. So I think that's what I like with big wheel, and it's um, you've got a choice of how far you want to push it. If you want to just cruise, then just cruise. If you want to do little jumps, do little jumps. If you want to do bigger jumps, then and so be it. So that's kind of how I feel it is with me. Well, my first impression after watching it was like all these spots look really fun. <laughs> you know, yeah, you yeah, 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 having a fun time, yeah. but yeah. You were still doing some tricks that would be considered like hammers. Some of the Rollins were pretty gnarly. That yeah. You did some gaps. Uh, you yeah. know, I mean, it's a lot of stuff you could potentially eat shit on. I noticed for a couple clips you wore a helmet. What yeah. made you decide to wear a helmet on some spots and not on others, even though some of the other ones were pretty gnarly too? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it, I've always played around with the idea of wearing a helmet. Um, I feel like this year I'm probably going to start wearing one more often. But with this, it was, if I'm not 100% confident, not with what I'm doing, but if I don't trust the spot, now I'm just like, I'm just going to chuck a helmet on just because, just because I can, you know what I mean? Um, so it's not that I'm doubting myself, it's more I don't trust the obstacle, really. So... Um, yeah, I'm just in my head. I'm just like, just, just put it on. It doesn't matter. So I just feel better having it on because that, that big rolling at the end, like I was going so quick on that. And I was just like one little slip up on that. And if I just whack my head, that's it. I was just, that was a, that was a gnarly rolling. Yeah. So that's like a really old school rolling from the England video, which I think Mm -hmm. Latimer originally did. He he won eight. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 So to me, that was always a spot that I wanted to do at least just something on. So I was just like, just roll it and like, just do it in big wheels. It'll be nice and quick and fast. Um, and it was. <laughs> so I remember standing at the top, just being like, what am I doing? But I think that's the aggressive skater still in me. Do you know what I mean? You, you feel like you have to push yourself and you want to, you know, you want to do like bigger stuff. So definitely like, it's, it's still in me, that's for sure. Well, that was definitely a good one for the helmet. I mean, I've been wearing a helmet yeah. now for, I don't know, four years, I guess. Pretty much yeah. every time I skate. Yeah. Just like, I feel like I've been lucky long enough. It's like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know? It's like, I, yeah, definitely. And it's, you know, it's not hard to put it on. I, I don't think it looks stupid or silly or anything like that. I, I respect people who choose to wear helmets more than anything. And I think as you get older, like, I'm really, really starting to just not care what anyone thinks at all i'm just like 
I'm just going to do me. If I want to wear a helmet, I'm going to wear a helmet. So, yeah. Does she work for a helmet company? Yeah, yeah. So it's, I work for Rurock. So they, they actually make ski helmets. Um, they they make like full face ones, and they they made like a, a sort of half cut one. Um, but the only issue is that they are designed for ski uh, for skiers. So they like with the goggles. Um, so it's a bit too it's a bit too domey for my liking. Um, so I think I'm going to probably invest in like an actual skate helmet at some point and just and start rocking them. So Caleb Smith skates in that helmet. He does, yeah. Smokes yeah. actually, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he's got the, the chrome one, hasn't he? So yeah. They're really cool helmets. They um, look awesome. Yeah, they're sick. But for skating, they're not a. They're not designed for it, um, and they just get a bit too hot. To be fair. So. See, I ski a lot, and I haven't seen that helmet yet on the mountains here. Have you not? No, but it okay. looks awesome. Yeah. Oh, the the one that i had on the non oh just a Rura, yeah just a, just the, a the brand. Yeah. Right. yeah 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 well they went into the motorcycle industry so sort of taken that over a little bit so the skiing sort of taking a little bit of a back burner um but i think they're trying to get back into that now so but yeah they're so, cool helmet okay. yeah i mean they look awesome hmm. with this edit what was your goal with it from the beginning what did you want to achieve with it uh i think it was to just because i've been filming for like instagram clips pretty much which like you kind of personally for me with instagram i'll film something i check it up i completely forget about it move on to the next one whereas with this i was like i haven't actually dedicated time to filming like a part in like a few years and it's i don't know just i missed that feeling of like going out, getting that clip and sort of stacking those clips. And then, you know, you can sort of build on it and you can start watching them back and being like, yeah, this is like, I want to get more. And I guess it's sort of like, not an addiction, but you kind of want to keep adding to that store of clips that you've got, if you know what I mean? So I think I miss that process of, of carefully selecting what I want to put in there. I think, I think that's what it was just to, just to go back to the old school ways of actually making a proper edit, I suppose. Yeah, I'm surprised there's not more big wheel edits versus, yeah. you know, you see a lot of clips yeah. on you know, social yeah. media, but actual yeah. edits, because this section is, it's definitely a fusion of big wheel blading and aggressive skating. Yeah. You know, you're, you're combining the two together, which yeah, yeah, is yeah. really cool. It's like the evolution of the yeah. sport almost. Yeah, because no, definitely. You know, all the I... tricks, but with the speed and you can skate terrain that you can't do with small wheels like you know, yeah, so exactly. you're skating yeah. like you probably wouldn't want to touch them with like a 60 millimeter wheel yeah yeah it <laughs> opens up a whole new like range of, of spots pretty much i think me and cooper did actually talk about that we were like there's not actually that many proper big wheel edits like that so it was like yeah it'd be cool to just kind of try to do something a little bit different i'd like so. to see a full skate video with like profiles and like yeah you know yeah. like an intro that's like just a banger intro yeah no definitely like actually someone like spending some time on it and stuff yeah uh -huh. it'd be wicked so yeah and be cool. all those clips were filmed in bristol um a good majority of them would have been there was a few clips from liverpool i think it was liverpool bristol cardiff and cheltenham which is just a town over from me and it was all filmed on an iphone as well which is pretty cool no, that's so, rad. That Amazing what the they thing. can do now. Yeah, oh, absolutely nuts. That was the other thing. It was sort of like we don't really have 
dedicated film is so much these days, like you did uh, back in the day. Um, and I think I made, I think I made an edit for Rollerblade. It was it was for their macro blades, and I did it on my phone. And I remember watching it back, thinking like, these phones are actually like decent for edits. Do you know what I mean? And that sort of triggered that idea of being like, well, in that case, I can film, I can film like a proper edit, and then that's where the big wheel blade one came from. Just sort of like, okay, let's let's do it. And who so, helped you film it? Uh, it's my friend Ollie Jones and Chris Hallam. I think Cooper probably filmed some of it. And you know Silver Surfer? Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Davis, he filmed mm -hmm. the the big role in in Liverpool. Okay. So, so yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you edited it together yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. So apologies if the editing is not not too great. So um, it's quite basic. So, but it was kind of fun just to do that, just to dabble in that and have a go. So. What did you use to edit it with? My movie. Nice. <laughs> that's like what tom used for his basic. that's what tom uses for his show i oh, really so yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like really? a uk thing i movie yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was i was gonna use um is it fusion i've got that on my phone um and then i bought a laptop and it had iMovie. i was like let's just stick it up on there and just go with that so <laughs> i didn't want too much like fancy stuff going on it's just like just get to the point it's just clip after clip of the skating so do you skate with anyone who skates the type of things you skate? Like, is there anyone else skating like you, the clip, the tricks you do? Uh, e yeah, and no, there's my friend Stephen Riddick from Wales. He's sort of into the big wheeling. Um, we meet up like every now and then, but on a more day-to-day -day basis, it's usually me, Ollie Jones, um, and Chris Hallam. So Ollie, are you familiar with Ollie? He used to a skate little bit. Him. So he's like, he's an incredible aggressive skater. Like that's that's his jam. Um, and Chris, he big wheels, but like just more sort of cruises around. He might do like the odd sort of like little Macchio and stuff here and there. So he's got the A on 80s. So he'll, he'll tend to just cruise around a bit more. But I wouldn't say there's particularly anyone... I can session with with the sort of skates and tricks I want to be doing. But the good thing with it now, because me and Ollie go out quite a lot, because we skate completely different stuff, um, a lot of the time over the summer we were going out on our bikes with our skates in the back, because you can cover a lot more ground. So we would go out on the bikes, look for spots, and then I might say to him, like, oh, that would be cool if you did that, because he knows, I know what he's capable of and he knows what I'm capable of. So we would sort of bounce off each other's ideas um, and just sort of pick out different spots for each other, which is so it's kind of like a nice mix, really. It was kind of, we're both looking out for each other for what we feel will be a good spot and, and that sort of stuff. So yeah, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Do they have any sort of like urban group night skates or anything like that around where you live? Uh, nah, we're, nah, not really. We're trying to organize it in... Bristol. So there's a, there's a thing called Bristol Roller Group. Yeah, Bristol Roller Group. They organise like weekly skates. Um, but what we're going to try and do this year is try and organise more sort of freestyle sort of big wheel, just like city cruises, just sort of cruising around because I don't know if you've seen the scene in London. That's what they do. They, they do Friday night skates 
and Sunday strolls. And that's with, I think it's London Street Skates, they're called, and London Skate Life. And just whenever you go to that, it's, it's such a vibe. It's just like, it's such an incredible atmosphere. Like people have like the speakers on their back and everyone's just having a good time. And But they they properly marshal it. So they have guys wearing like high-vis vests. They'll skate out in front, stop all the traffic, make sure everyone's safe. Like they'll keep everyone compact, um, which is what we would lack in Bristol because it would be like such a smaller thing. So you kind of have to stick to, to the pavements a little bit. So Yeah, I host so, yeah, some skates like that in Texas. Yeah. Like they would get like a hundred people and it'd be like me and like one guy like yeah. keeping the whole thing together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can imagine it's quite hard. Yeah, it's like it's I don't know about you, but I, those atmospheres are really good. I really enjoy them. So mm-hmm. yeah, I love it. No, yeah, there's no pressure on anyone. It's just you just go out and have a good time. So and then what's your current setup? Um so apart from the blank, which I think I'm just gonna skate now and then that's my current setup so the rb80 pro x boot and liner and then i've got the endless 80 which was a black frame but it's proper scratched up now so it's pretty much silver and then i've got 80 hydrogens in there so but i kind of swap between 80 and 90 so just depending on what wheels i've got at the time pretty much What's good that you have your roll-based sponsorship because the hydrogen wheels are pretty good that they make. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah. Yeah, really good wheels. So, yeah, no no issues with them at all. So, and they've been really good rollerblades, to be fair, um, whenever I've needed stuff. So, yeah, good uh, big up to rollerblade. Did you ever try any of the, like, the tri-skate setups or bigger, like, in the setups, you know, 4x100 or 4x110? Yeah, I've got the... I've got some twister edge ones, which are 110s. Um, that's the biggest I've gone. So that's three by 110. Um, I think that's it for tri-wheel skates. And then the yeah, 90, four by 90 and four by 80. That's all I've ever really skated. But I'll only tend to use the 110s for like real long distance or like marathons and just, I might throw them on every now and then just for something different, but I think I prefer the four-wheeled skates because they feel a little bit more familiar to to what I'm used to. What's your favorite rollerblade boot? The RB80. I think because it's a little bit wider. Um, I love the look of the twisters. I think I prefer the look of the twister, but they just they kind of suck my foot in a little bit. So I've got quite a wide foot anyway. Um, and they're I think the RB80 is probably the comfiest skate I've ever worn. So there's been days where I've been out for like literally nine, 10 hours and not taking my skates off and they still feel amazing. So, which is quite rare. Have you ever had uh, like the desire to skate like a, like a wizard style setup or like those in, like the endless frames that are more like for wizard skating? Have you ever done that? Um, you wanted to? No, I've not. No, I would like to give it a go. Yeah, it would, yeah, it could be cool. Just something different. Um, I've actually been looking a lot at that sort of kind of style skating i don't even know what you call it you know where like flatland yeah 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 exactly yeah flatland um i've tried to like do a few bits like that but i don't know if i've got the movements <laughs> i don't know if my hips have got it in me <laughs> to be fair um yeah it would be cool to try it definitely or to try and incorporate that between tricks but i guess that's sort of like 
what the mushroom sort of blader guys do, don't they? So, I think is, you would uh, have a unique take on it, Joe, with your yeah. tricks are different. So, yeah. So, be pretty cool. Yeah, it could be, yeah, might be something to look into. So, it seems like a workout doing all that movement with the hips and everything. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I think like I think what I struggle with is there's so much going on with the movement. In my head, I'm just like, ah, it's just too much. So I'm just I just skate skate along straight. <laughs> well, hopefully your friend over at Endless will send you a setup that you could try doing some of those. Try it, yeah. See how I get on. With. Try, and, try and make a flatland edit. <laughs> What's your favorite obstacle to skate? Like, if you could just skate one thing over and over all day, what would it be? Something something really quick. So either, like, it sounds really boring, like a really smooth floor that went on for, like, miles and miles, and I'm talking, like, really smooth, or I quite like a rolling, like a really steep, quick rolling. I think I'm just sort of addicted to the speed. I think that's what it is. I'm a bit of a... Bit of a speed demon with it, just like going quick, I think. So yeah, maybe just a big, big fat roll in. We could just stand at the top and just roll down. So or jumping from like blocks to blocks. So usually mm -hmm. quite fun. Just yeah, you like to do those. I see you do those. Quite yeah, a bit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that sort of stuff. Do you have any parking garages there you can skate down? Uh yeah, we got a few. Um the ones that are more local to me, unfortunately, when it rains. They get quite wet, um, which kind of sucks, even though a lot of them are like really well covered. I think the, the cars sort of bring the wet in with them. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a few good ones. So there's some better ones in Bristol, some like bigger ones. Um, but you tend to get chucked out in the in the really big ones. I miss skating those. We don't have any yeah. anywhere near where oh, I live. No, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, they're always um, good for them. Yeah, when I used to do my Monday night skate, we would, I would, it would basically be like a 30 mile, like 20, 30 miles every Monday. It was basically go from like garage to garage around the city and just like bomb all sorts of garages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah, there is something about him. It's just, I don't know, it's got a bit of an atmosphere to him when you're in there. It's just cool. It's just different. And then for just like long distance skating, What's you do a little, I said you're also doing some long distance skating a little bit here and there. Yeah, now and then. Um, so I'm going to do the Berlin Marathon again this year. Uh, I did that, I think it was three years ago or two years ago. Um, but yeah, there's not many times where I just sort of dedicate just to purposely go out and do loads of miles. It's more, I guess it's more just like a, a slow, steady sort of pace and just covering some ground. Um, like when the weather's good, just put my headphones on and just sort of go with no intentions of like, going anywhere sort of thing just sort of just seeing where i end up and then sort of skating back so yeah not really purposely done long distance if that makes sense so, yeah but i think a lot of that is because around here is quite hilly there's a lot of hills um and some of the surfaces can be a little bit rough in places so i think if i had like a like a big circuit route that i could do that i knew was flat smooth then I would probably sort of like end up doing like laps and stuff there maybe, but it's just a bit on and off around here to do that. The same with Bristol because it's, it's pretty much on a hill. So, which is kind of annoying. Sorry if you're going down. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I used to do a lot of long distance skating because in Texas there was a lot of trails, like nice trails, you know, so yeah, I bet. it was easy. Yeah. And yeah. here it's where I live now. It's just like dirt roads and 
Yeah. You know? <laughs> You've got the mountains and stuff, right? Got the mountains, yeah. Yeah, no, got, yeah. Amazing, I'm right yeah. in the middle of ski country. Ten minutes to the mountain from my house. Really? That's so good. Actually, so this is... Got... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, have you got proper snow at the minute then? Are We're they? actually supposed to be getting a foot of snow tonight. A foot of snow, video. Yeah. So we haven't had a lot of snow this season. Um, right. But one of the mountains, like I have passed two mountains. One of them gets a lot of snow. They all, they have like their own cloud. It's called the J cloud. It's called JP. Okay. This is a cloud that drops snow in it all day. Okay. So it's like got tons okay. of snow. The other mountain by closer to me doesn't have a lot. It's been good. Like you can still get in the trees and everything, but yeah, should be good tonight. So oh, amazing. And then yeah. it's been my, I've skied now 16 days in a row. So sick. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> I've never skied. That's one thing I really want to. Uh, give a go one day definitely always say it but you actually make it well, happen so if you want to so come fun. out and visit you got a place to stay yeah man, no, yeah sick. Might, might set you up on that might actually come to into, montreal uh, and go skate might actually come into utah in may to stay with nick swan oh, okay sick. Um, that should be cool yeah so now traveling has become a little bit more accessible so mm -hmm. yeah you never know might uh might be able to get out there one day definitely now, Nick Swan's a really good big wheel blader. Oh, he's Those amazing. Kind of similar yeah. stuff to you. Who's some of your favorite big wheel guys to watch? Um, so Nick's definitely one of them. Obviously, Danny. Uh, Lomax does some absolutely insane stuff. I quite like that. Uh, I quite like Nicola Torelli. Um, he does some cool stuff. Uh, have you heard of Jazz? She's on Instagram, Australian girl. Mm -mm, no. Not sure on her last name, but she she just cruises around. But the stuff she puts out is always like clear blue skies, and it's just like it's just fun stuff to watch. Um so yeah, there's, there's a few more people on like Instagram and stuff which are just I just enjoy watching them. So kind of enjoy in watching a lot of beginners as well. It's just, I don't know, it's just something endearing about it and refreshing that you can see they're really trying and how happy they are when they when they get stuff that sort of that sort of stuff inspires me quite a lot to be fair so which is weird yeah that's cool i always felt big wheel blading you know it was kind of like at least when you started doing it it had the same feeling as when you first started aggressive skating you know it's like this new yeah. fresh yeah, thing yeah. it's like reinventing yeah, no, exactly. the sport yeah exactly yeah exactly that yeah it's cool it's like a whole new whole new world and is there anyone who's influenced your big wheel skating style uh I'd say definitely Danny. Um, Nick. Yeah, Nick's one. Uh, some of the Mushroom Blader guys, you know, like Joey and... Is it Todd? Yeah, Joey and Todd. Um, those two. I, yeah, I don't know. I get inspiration from a lot of places. So, yeah, just, just everywhere. Even, like, aggressive skating, a few aggressive skaters and stuff. Just, I don't know. Um, a lot of the time I just go out and just just look at stuff and be like, oh, that could be cool. Just give that a go. <laughs> just try and make it up on the spot. So, but yeah, and no, I definitely like those sort of guys that get get inspiration off. So, or they give me the inspiration to go out and and get my skates on. So, where do you want to see your skating in the future? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think. I definitely want to still be like, so I, I try and keep my body fit, um, work out quite a lot, eat well, stretch. So it would be nice to be able to 
kind of keep doing what I'm doing now, jumping around, but I know that's not always going to be a thing. Um, so I think maybe just, I think just a bit of everything, just having skates on my feet. It doesn't matter if it's fitness, if it's like just recreation, just cruising about, whether it's doing small jumps. I think just being on skates, I think that's where I, I just see myself just, just being on skates and doing whatever, whatever feels right at the time. So yeah. Awesome. Sure. And yeah. for working out and staying in shape, is that something you've always done or is that something you've recently started doing? Um, I've always kind of tried to keep like look after myself to an extent, but more so the past sort of year. So luckily at work, they built like an in-house gym um, and we get a free PT trainer each week. So I've sort of utilized that and pretty much every lunchtime. It's, it's literally like the room underneath me at work. I'm just like, I could either sit here and eat my food for an hour or I could just go to the gym for like half an hour, 40 minutes, blast that out and then eat my dinner. So I'm just like, just use the gym. And it's, it's made a massive difference because I, I hurt my back just over a year ago. I put that out. Um, and so, yeah, just like strengthening everything. It just, I feel so much better for it. So definitely feel a lot healthier. Um, it's helped my skating. Um and yeah, stretching. I think stretching is probably the biggest advantage that I've had since doing it. I think. I think I've yeah, stretching is very important. Yeah, yeah. And it's when you don't stretch. Like if you if there's a day where you don't stretch, you really feel it. Not feel it, but you can tell you haven't stretched. It makes you appreciate how good it is when you actually do do it. So yeah, definitely recommend stretching out as best as you can. Well, that's as, a pretty cool work perk. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's honestly, it's nuts. Absolutely nuts. And the guy, the PT guy, Kieran, he was just working in the warehouse and he used to be uh, a PT trainer. And they just sort of approached him and they were like, look, we're going to build a gym. Do you want to sort of be like the in-house uh, PT trainer? And he was just like, yeah. So for him, it's like a dream job. And he just gets to help everyone else out. So, and you can kind of, like I've, I've sat down with him and sort of told him what I do and, you know, like it's a lot of impact on my body and stuff. So he's kind of designed a workout around what I need for, for skating and stuff. So, because I've been to gyms before in the past and to be honest, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. So I got a bit more, a bit more of an idea of what I need to be doing now. So because of him. So yeah, it's cool. And the company, Rurak, what do you do for them? So I'm, I just work in shipping. So a lot of it's sort of customer base, uh, helping out with like returns um if anything's been sent out wrong we get like return labels out to them um just sort of fixing a lot of customers sort of issues really so that's my uh sort of monday to friday sort of gig so um but then recently with rollerblade i've sat down with danny and the uk distributors which is tkc so I'm helping run their UK rollerblade Instagram page now. Um, and we've sort of talked about loads of things we can do this year. So getting a bit of money for that each month. So hopefully, fingers crossed down the line, that might become something a bit more involved, which would be, that'd be like a little dream come true as well, having a sort of job within skating in some sort of way. Awesome. So, yeah, that'd be really cool. I hope that works yeah. out for you. Yeah, no, to... same way. Yeah, be yeah, be amazing. So 
hopefully. Like the Rollblade US headquarters is an hour south of me. In, really? Yeah, Sick. so I, I got my friend Miles works there. That's one guy I ski with the, the most. Yeah. Um, and skate with. A couple guys yeah. that I skate with work there. So it's pretty cool yeah. to have it an hour yeah. south. You know? Yeah, I can imagine, man. Yeah. <laughs> quite a big headquarters or? Yeah, it's large. Well, because it's owned by Technica Group. So it's Technica oh, skis, yeah. Nordica skis, yeah. um, Blizzard skis, and then Rollblade. And yeah. Rollblade has their own warehouse. Like there's a huge warehouse for like the ski stuff. And then there's like a separate warehouse. They actually just separated the warehouses, but Rollblade okay. has its own warehouse now. And yeah. and all the Rollblade staff moved in there. To, they have their own offices and like it's like an official like Rollblade oh, building. Yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing. Cool. Like, yeah. Local, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, so I watched one of your things the other day and you were talking to someone about how they owned, is it Nordica, did you say? Yeah, Nordica. Technica, um, Nordica, Technica, and Blizzard. Right. Yeah. Because I, I never knew that. I didn't know there there was like a whole sort of ski inside to it. I know they did the skate to ski or ski to skate thing. So that makes a bit more sense now to why why they sort of did that thing. It's so. because when Technica Group purchased one of those ski brands, maybe Nordica or something, it was they also owned Rollblade. It was like a package deal. So they kind of like got Rollblade with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, That's cool, though. Yeah, you know, it works. It's yeah, similar, you know, like. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Even though it might be hard to convince some of the ski guys to that, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can imagine. Yeah. they do push the skate to ski. A lot of the um, the mountains here have ski schools, so it's like a high school for skiers, and they're really expensive. And all you do is you ski all day, and then you just you know you do your Amazing. coursework. Yeah. And all those schools have not all of them, but some of them have skate parks and you go in yeah. there and they have like rollways and, yeah. and, and whatever. And my friend Miles, he goes to these different schools and he does, gives them skates and they do like slalom on, you know, off season training on inline skates. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. It's pretty cool. You know? Yeah. No, don't, like you said, it kind of, you know, they go kind of hand in hand really, don't they? Mm -hmm. So kind of makes sense. That's why they do that. It's good. They're, they're pushing it. Yeah, they are. It's um, and you know, being so close to these ski areas really helps. Yeah, you need a few more vans and people doing that yeah. around the country, but you know, yeah, yeah no. <laughs> sick. So, what do you like to do for fun when you're not skating or working or? Uh, so chilling out with my dog, um, going on like big walks. I've I recently bought a van to convert into a camper. I say recently, but it's probably about almost two years now <laughs> so it's kind of a long slow project uh see so yeah, i like going away in that up into like the, the national parks into the mountains and lakes um going out on my bike just just being outdoors I've, i think that's with the pandemic with the lockdowns and stuff i think i really realized that i just love being outdoors more than anything um and luckily during that i was able to get out a lot but it kind of just made me realize even more that yeah this is what i love doing just just being out and about really just yeah like mountains um lakes there's a forest quite close to me the forest of dean so it's nice to get out there especially on the bike um so yeah just sort of hanging out with friends um just yeah just the general stuff really playstation music uh so yeah don't really i'm not a big drinker never really have been so that's not really anything but it's like always on my my list of things to do to go out and get drunk so I enjoy like a few drinks here and there, but yeah, it's never like my main agenda. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would love to come there to the UK and just 
check out all the cool parks and landscapes. Yeah. No, is there some some really good stuff around here for sure. I think as I've got older, I've sort of really started to appreciate how beautiful England actually is and what it's got to offer. Um so yeah, there's, there's some really good places. Just the weather. I mean, we get we do get really good weather. Um but yeah, there's just times where it's just really unpredictable. I think that's the only thing that kind of like lets it down. Like if you said you were coming over for two weeks and you were like, what's the weather going to be like? I'd be like, honestly, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> like it could it could be raining for two weeks. It could be really sunny. So Oh, I know so, better than ask that question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yeah, just leave it out. Just like, yeah, just accept it. I mean, like you hear it's the same thing. I mean, whatever they say the weather's gonna be, it's gonna be the opposite. <laughs> yeah. <definitely. You> know? <laughs> And that's the most annoying part about it is you can't you can't really plan. That's the annoying part, I think. So I think if England had really good weather all the time, it would it'd be even better. So well then all the yeah. people wouldn't leave to go to Spain and exactly, you know, yeah. They'd stay <laughs> Malta, they they all stay there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just didn't go anywhere. So yeah, but now it is it is a nice country for sure. Um but yeah, it's just the weather, it's just a bit of a bit of a letdown. I heard that. Uh, I would listen to it earlier, um, like a year ago or something. You did a, a segment for the BBC about inline skating. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was last summer. Um, again, so this is all through Instagram. Um, they had seen so it was BBC Radio Gloucestershire, which is the county that I live in. Um, this girl approached me. She she said, "Oh, we'd like to talk to you about trying to get you on our evening show." I think it was like a three hour slot. Um, so they rang me and they were like, yeah, we want to get you on the show as like a sort of like a guest um, where we'd talk about skating, how long I've been doing it, blah, 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 and then introduce a few songs. I was like, yeah, like sounds amazing. If it if it's going to uh, get the skating out to like more people, then yeah, 100% down for it. So I did that. Unfortunately, couldn't get to go into the studio because of... Um, like lockdowns and stuff like that, which kind of sucks. I had to do it over Zoom. Um, yeah, it was a really good experience. Just a lot of it was pre-recorded, um, but the funniest part was having to like introduce songs. <laughs> so I didn't think I'd have to do that. But yeah, it was cool just to just to talk about skating. Um, and then from that, they did like a little um, sort of like a little edit, I suppose. They wanted me to send over like a few clips just to sort of go with it, just to show what I did and just talk about skating and now recently i've had bbc radio bristol approach me about the same thing um and i told them i'd already done one for gloucestershire and they were like okay well we'll try and do something a bit different so now they want to make a video of what it's like to skate in bristol and how we find stuff to skate if we get into trouble and just sort of how we go about it so that should be quite cool that'd be awesome yeah and that's, that's what I've noticed within the past sort of year or so, the amount of people and companies and everything who didn't even look twice at skating, they're so much more aware of it these days than what they used to be. Like, obviously, we've been in it for a long time, so we've, it's always been a big deal to us. But, yeah, there's definitely more people taking note of it who know nothing about it and they think it's... They think it's really cool so that's definitely one thing i've noticed for sure there's a lot more people taking interest in it yeah i host knew absolutely nothing about inline skating that you talked to on the show yeah. and i'll go yeah. ahead and post a link to that 
segment in the description below so people can listen to it. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, I thought yeah, it was pretty great. interesting as far as, you know, just like talking about the sport of inline skating to a random person yeah. and random people on yeah. the radio, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. It's like, and that was the cool thing about it. It was, they literally knew absolutely nothing. And all they'd seen is like a few clips on Instagram here and there. So it was cool to just sort of trying to educate them on it a little bit. But it's kind of hard because there's so much different size to skating, but it's kind of hard to which bit you talk about. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, for me, it was sort of like, do I delve into like the more aggressive side of it or the more big wheel inside of it? It's, you know, you've got to try and find that, that middle ground just because I think a lot of the time, if you want to get people into it, you don't want to scare them away by saying, you know, you've got to check yourself down a huge set of stairs or grinding rails and stuff. You want to approach them in slowly and friendly, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. So with Instagram, you've got, you're getting close to 30,000 followers. You still got a little ways to go. So yeah. I'll have a, your link to your, I have your Instagram link in the description below so people can follow you get that yeah. going um why did you choose instagram as a platform to kind of showcase your style of skating and are you on any other social media like tiktok or anything like that youtube yeah okay um so yeah I, i've always kind of used instagram anyway um sort of just would upload stuff every now and then and like i said before is when the first lockdown kicked in. That's when I was kind of like, I'll just upload something every day sort of thing, just to keep it sticking over. And I think with Instagram, at the time, I had no interest in, uh, interest in TikTok. Um, and it just felt a little bit more, I don't know what the word is, like personal, I suppose. Like the people who followed you were following you because they probably wanted to follow you and stuff like that. They weren't just following you just for the sake of it. Um, so yeah, I think that's why I chose Instagram with that. Um, and then I went on to TikTok for a little bit, wasn't feeling it. Then I've recently gone back on it and I pretty much just upload the same, same sort of stuff, just upload it onto there, but it's definitely a lot different to Instagram. It's, I don't feel it's way more, I uh, know, sorry. I, I don't feel like it's as personal at all. Like you'll get a lot of people messaging on instagram you want like tips or advice and they just want to say hello whereas on it on tiktok it's just it's just nothing pretty much i think it's people just they like stuff just for the sake of it if you know what i mean how's your followers on tiktok uh i think it's like fourteen thousand or something so just going um, pretty yeah quick and then the other day actually it was really weird there was i put up one video um and it hit it got to a million views. I was like, what the hell? And then within like another week, it was two mil. And then another week later, it was like three million. I was like, that's, I think that's the difference between TikTok and Instagram. Like I said, you get, there's so many people on TikTok that they don't really care. They'll just like stuff just because it's a popular thing at the time. Whereas I feel with Instagram, it's a bit more engaging i suppose you know I mean? it did happen with chad hornish he posted that clip of him doing that backside stall at the skate park in dallas on instagram right. stories and that had millions yeah. of views too yeah yeah so yeah it, it is possible for sure like it happens to a lot of people um i just yeah i feel personally for me it's um tiktok doesn't feel as yeah engaging so 
yeah, I feel like Instagram is a bit, bit more of a tougher cookie to, to break. At times. Consider yourself an influencer. No. <laughs> so the pe people say this to me at work all the time, like, "Oh, you're an in influencer," but I'm like, um, oh, I, oh, I don't know. I guess with or without a following, I would still be out skating every day, and I would probably still upload videos anyway even if I had like 500 followers, just purely because A, I enjoy going skating and filming it. So we've always done that anyway. Um, it gives you a little bit more motivation sometimes to go out to try and get a clip maybe. Um, and where was going with this? And yeah, at the end of the day, I'm just skating. I'm just a skater. So I don't really, I wouldn't class myself as an influencer, but I can see maybe where that would come from, I guess. I feel like I've got a bit of a duty, especially with sponsors that you should do your part. I always feel that. I feel if you're gonna get given free stuff, you should you should do your part and, and represent. I've always sort of felt like that with that. So I guess in a way it's kind of an influencer, but not, but I just see myself as a skater, definitely. And is there any goals you had with the channel, with your Instagram or any goals you have in the future? No, not really. It's more like I, I don't think about it too much, to be honest, with Instagram. Um, I, like I said, I just I'll upload. I try and upload every day. Once it's uploaded, I just pretty much forget about it, move on to the next day. Um, the only thing I've learned through Instagram is that there is a lot of opportunity on there if you use it right. And you don't know who's watching your stuff. So that's one thing I've learned on there. So part of me is like just keep it going just see what happens um yeah i think my main goal is just to try and just inspire even if it's just one person just to go out and skate so that's always like my main goal just to yeah just to try and inspire people just to a either buy a set of skates give it a go or just to enjoy watching it i suppose just appreciate it and you filming most of your own clips on instagram or do you have people uh, filming you no, on with the 360 camera you can film yourself, but majority of the time it's I will just film it on on the phone, just sort of pick it up and just point and shoot. So sometimes we might think a bit more how it's gonna look. Um but yeah, majority of the time it's just like let's just film that. Just why not? And which 360 camera do you have? Uh the GoPro, GoPro Max. How do you so, enjoy it? Yeah, they're amazing, amazing cameras, man. It's incredible how quick it is to edit. Um, you can just do it all on your phone. So within like two minutes, you can like download it onto your phone and, and have the clip. So for that reason, it's, it's really good. What's your, what's the pros and cons of filming with a 360 camera? You've seen a lot of people film with them, especially on big wheels. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think... Uh, I don't know. Do you mean like? Uh, well, I see some people film with them, like they're they're going down a street through a city, and it's just very it doesn't stitch together well, right? So it's like okay, yeah, it looks yeah. it just doesn't look realistic. Yeah, on certain things, sometimes yeah. it looks really good, and sometimes it yeah. it doesn't. So, uh, do you have ever have problems like things don't come out like you expect or come out better than you expect? Yeah, no, definitely. So, I think it does it it plays a big part in where you point the camera. Definitely. And sometimes you do have to kind of think 
more about kind of what's around you and and what's going on um but yeah there's times where what you think might be a really cool clip you're just like actually that doesn't really work and then other times um vice versa you might film something that you think is going to be really good and it it's not um so yeah there's definitely pros and cons to it i mean it's just you just got to use it right if you can so but they're, they're ideal for just going out and just getting like a quick clip i've got the insta 360 camera the new one yeah and yeah. i still haven't really got into it i've had it for like yeah i don't know seven months i filmed a few things i filmed skiing with it once and i haven't even actually like taken anything off of it yet so i got tons yeah, of footage right. on it yeah <laughs> it is good i think like once you once you start doing a few you might get a bit more hooked on it but um it does get to a point where it feels a little bit samey perhaps if you know what i mean it's sort of it's all very similar and then i think that comes down to a what the user's doing with their body to make it a bit more entertaining or if it's like your surroundings are really really good and sort of make the clip a lot better so but yeah sometimes it can just be they can it can all look the same a little bit if you know what i mean so awesome there's a you know i get on instagram quite a bit but i don't really watch all the videos on there but your videos i watch quite a bit i enjoy seeing them and i look forward to seeing what you come up with this year <laughs> the summer comes around yeah um i want to ask you which is pretty much my last question for you what do you love about inline skating that's kept you in the sport for such a long time uh, someone asked me this the other day actually and they thought they were like, is it the adrenaline rush? And I was like, nah, I, I don't think it is because maybe back in the day, but these days it's a lot more chilled out. So I wouldn't say it's all about adrenaline. I, I honestly think it's the feeling, I guess it's like the endorphins being released into my brain when I'm out skating and just how, A, how happy it makes me feel and how good I feel afterwards. And like, I'm sure you're probably the same as everyone else. If you've had a bad day skating or just completely swap that day around and you'll just feel like really good about yourself. So I think maybe that's what's kept me in it is just how, I guess it's just kept me on track, like mentally, it's just like, it's a bit of focus. Um, it's kept me fit and it's just enjoyable. And there's like, there's a social side to it as well. So I guess there's not really one answer to that. It's all, like a mixture of things it's my friends are doing it um yeah it gets gets you out and about gets you to travel meet new places like you know get to talk to people like you and stuff so it's so yeah it all just comes together as one so i think that's that's what it is it's a a collaboration of, of loads of little things so but yeah i don't think it's the rush of of doing something mm -hmm. i think it's more awesome. there that after feeling so maybe i'm addicted to that just the knowing i'm gonna feel amazing afterwards perhaps mm -hmm. i think i love asking that question because everyone has a fairly different answer you know yeah yeah which you would expect everyone to kind of have the same answer but yeah it's not necessarily the case uh, yeah it's a hard one to when you really think about it it's, yeah it's quite a tough one to to sort of break down so yeah so that's all i have for you with this interview i think we covered quite a bit I'm yeah, going to have no, a fun. link to your new edit up here and in the description below so people could check that out. 
So I recommend everyone check it out because it's pretty badass and you should you. draw some inspiration. <laughs> that means from a lot. Size added. Someone like you. Yeah, and honestly. So. Well, thank you very much. And I always enjoy working together with you and yeah. the collaborations we've done with Sam were really yeah. fun. And I'm sure we'll be doing more collaborations in the future. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, for sure. Watch your space. This is actually the first time we've done anything, you know, face to face. Usually it's over email. Yeah. Just, so yeah. this is a, a nice change and I kind of like it better. Yeah, no, definitely, mate. Yeah, it's, it's a bit more, bit more personal, isn't it? Yeah, so and a little less work there. as far as the writing goes. Yeah, no, definitely. We get to compare beards as well. So That's right. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see where yours is that coming up. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, I'll start growing it out, see where I can get it to. Well, awesome. Well, I, th I thank you so much for joining me on this episode no, of the Then and Ablating podcast. I look forward, like I said before, to seeing everything you come up with new edits in the future, new tricks on yeah. the Instagram channel. And I'll yeah. have to follow you on TikTok too. And I'll have links to everything you have, social media wise, cool. YouTube, everything in the yep. description below. So everyone can check it out. I'm going to say bye. And I hope to see you in person, maybe in the UK, maybe Winter Clash. Sometime yeah, man, we'll, we'll get something future. sorted out. Yeah, if I, if, if I can get over there or you come over here or do both or yeah, we'll sort it out. We'll get it yeah. done. Or if you ever, you know, make a trip to the, the Rollblade headquarters over here, then yeah, kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, true. And go skiing as well, free birds. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you <laughs> could do. Good. I mean, you know, if you come here, you go to Rollblade, ski, and then we go to Montreal and they have two really good yeah. indoor skate parks that's only two hours away. Yeah, yeah. all right. Sounds like a no-brainer. The plan? <laughs> all right. Cheers, Jan. We'll Thanks talk about it later. Take care. Thank you. Cheers, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for watching this interview with Cy Coburn. Make sure you watch his edit. It's on the Big Wheel Blading YouTube channel, and there'll be a link to it below. It's really rad, and I think you will definitely enjoy it. And I hope you liked this interview. If you did, make sure and hit the like button. Subscribe to this channel if you haven't already. Hit the bell icon to be notified of all new uploads. I have links to my social media in the description below. I have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so go ahead and follow me on those. And if you want to support this channel and you like what I'm doing, I also have links to my Patreon page and a PayPal donation page. Now, Patreon members will receive exclusive content not available on YouTube, such as video, photos, written content, and even audio that's just part of my collection for the past 20 years, and it's a lot of cool stuff that's exclusive to the Patreon. So I have a link to Patreon in the description below. Thanks for watching episode 15 of the Then and Now Blading podcast. I look forward to seeing you all at the next episode.